0: welcome to another edition of Political Profundity. John Guzon and Karen Weil. Hello, Karen.
1: Hi there. Uh,
0: another um, uh, exciting week or two in politics and in in, in the world. We're going to stretch out with a little, uh, with at least one topic that's sort of political. Um, but today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Doug Ducey, Betsy Ross, Nike flap. Um, we're also going to be talking about uh, Jeffrey Epstein, or Epstein, and um, you know what happened with him this week, especially, and maybe we'll um, take a trip down to the past. Um, there was some news on what's going on with the Trump org, there potentially facing uh, campaign finance charges. Um, and then we're going to dip our foot a little into the Area 51, uh, 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 I guess, controversy, or how it's back in the news again. Uh, and we're going to take that one a little bit lightly this time, maybe. Um, And then our main topics today are going to be um, uh, the detention centers, Mike Pence's visit and the uh, mass protests that happened yesterday. Um, And Before we jump over to the debt ceiling and what's going on with the U.S. government and our our country's ability to spend. And then finally we're going to jump into the uh, Mueller hearings which were scheduled for the 17th. Um, which was this coming Wednesday. Um, And also maybe that uh, the talk of impeachment is not going away and might be coming up sooner than we think. Um, Karen, let's jump right into the, um, uh, you, you know, quickly, let's jump into the Doug Ducey Nike, uh, Nike Betsy Ross, um, uh, you know, kind of issue that came up. Um, I guess the background on it was that they were going to put out a, uh, or Nike was going to put out a shoe that had the Betsy Ross flag on it. Um, it all got piled on to Colin Kaepernick for some reason or not of an you know or another Um, but you know eventually then Doug Ducey who was who had you know the uh, Commerce Authority had given them a huge tax break Um, he was talking about rescinding that it seems like then he went on uh, you know back on his own uh, complaints on July 2nd Um, kind of a you know all all in all uh, a very strange you know we had that earthquake Um, which you also did experience, (laughs) which maybe we could talk about. But just the whole Betsy Ross, um, you know, Doug Ducey thing was kind of a weird Independence Day because it kind of spread through that holiday. It was probably a topic around a lot of barbecues. You know, what was your take on the whole thing?
1: Well, first of all, I I just have to say the governor just got reelected last year, correct? By a Uh, pretty big margin. Mm -hmm. Why... Why, does, why is he worried right now about catering to the GOP voting base? Because, frankly, these are the only people that are going to be mad about what Nike is doing. Um, or for that matter, you know, in terms of Nike's reaction to Colin Kaepernick, and especially their intense dislike of Kaepernick, that being Trump's and Ducey's voting base, not the rest of America, who is worried about more important things, frankly. Right. Um. So I, I just, reading about this earlier, and you see, uh, you know, maybe he's not anybody's favorite governor, but I will say, in general, from everything I've observed about him, he, he normally seems to be, a, you know, you're a native of this state and you live there, so correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Yeah.
1: He seems to be more pragmatic than this, normally. Yeah. I'm, why is he doing this? Again, it's just, a, this was a stupid move on his part. It I get most Arizonans, even more conservative ones, at the end of the day, are gonna say, you know what, I prefer Knight keep its business here. Now, maybe as a as a private consumer, if I don't wanna buy a pair of the shoes, I won't. Um and that's perfectly within their right to do. But this is a, a fact you know, this is a facility that pays people decent wages. I know they're not that great. Um Brings a lot of revenue to the area, and and it's just a good thing for Arizona to have in general. Yeah, this current flap aside, and I let me say one other quick thing. I'm sorry. I I will say this. I think Colin Kaepernick, I felt his criticism of Nike in this case was misplaced. Um, I and I admire many of the stances he's taken in the past, but this one I just thought, nah. Uh, You're not really, I I just don't think his view of the history on this is quite as pertinent. So, that aside, for Ducey to overreact on this, it's just embarrassing for a man that we normally expect from which, from whom we expect better.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I... And just to answer your question, because it seemed like you know you were kind of asking me a little bit, because you know, I've, mm-hmm. as you said, I'm kind of in the know here in in, in Phoenix, um, and and from what I can take from Ducey is he yes, he is pragmatic, but at the same time, he he will be able to be either influenced or flipped, or you know sometimes these little um, GOP um, a l- bouts of anger or um, you know misunderstanding. Will definitely play themselves in, in 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 what he does so it wasn't a big surprise to me it was a surprise that i thought that he would look at um trying to sanction a business that we really or, or you know we i mean you know the citizens or the, or the residents of the state really want here um you know we really hadn't had had yeah. much of a presence from from nike here um, it was a big first move and who knows what can happen from it and, you know, just the fact that, you know, he would want to play that game. And, you know, it, it, it didn't make sense to me. Now, at the same time, I'm in the same boat with you. I really think that um, anybody who was arguing against uh, the Betsy Ross flag being on a shoe, I think, um, his, has their historical facts not in order. And I had seen some other people. And, and one you know, one of the real interesting things was is that, you know, Kaepernick was getting the, you know, much of the, I guess, uh, heat um, for, for or, or credit for trying to do this, um, you know, but I didn't really see anything specifically from him. Um, but I had seen some other people arguing for him or for that, that point of view. And, you know, the argument was that it reminds people that, you know, of the slaveholders. And, and while, while that's true, that there was some people um, who, who were around at that time. Some of the founding fathers were slaveholders. Not all of them were. And what um, the flag, to me, at least should represent, it should represent all Americans. Um, you know, and of course, my family wasn't even here at the time. So, you know, whoever's family was here, I guess they have to deal with that. Um, but that it really is the identification of, you know, the same thing that Trump had a hard time with, um, when, you know, talking about the, you know, the liberal West, um, this was the moment where democracy reappeared on the world stage after, um, you know, 2000 years for the most part, um, you know, you know, you, we can round up or down there, but around 2000 years that it had disappeared off the face of the earth. And we know that that's really the way that, that, that government should be at this point. Um, you know, we shouldn't be ruled by Kings and Queens, uh, tyrants or dictators, and that's really what it represents and if we don't understand that i think it becomes difficult and that's always what 4th of july you know and again we can go back into all the rest of it but that's to me what 4th of july should be to most americans is that it 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 represents the fact that we are the first democracy in about 2000 years and 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 so you know Again, I don't really want to harp on that because at the same time, you just go, okay, well, you know, you know, some people feel that way and that's fine. Um, But it really, you know, people need to know, I think, and and I think people need to understand how important it is Um, and and what those folks did at that time. And as we know, even George Washington probably could have become king, but we had people at that time that said, look, we need to do the right thing. It needs to be people by the people for the people. And that eventually allowed, um, you know, the end of slavery and other things. Um, You know, indentured servants, should they feel horrible about what happened at those times? You know, maybe, maybe not. You know, I don't know. I mean, you start getting into this whole, you know, idea of I have to be reminded of what my ancestors went through. All of our ancestors went through some horrible times. Um, and, you know, the, I think the one real shining light we can think of is is really that establishment of democracy. You know, and again, I don't want to belabor this too long, but that's the way I saw it. And I, I did, I, you know, I'm glad that Ducey at least, you know, sucked up to the right side at the end. But, you know, it's it's just one of those calls where it becomes part of the culture war. And the last point I want to make is... I'm, you know, one of the things I think we've gone wrong lately is that our politicians are fighting these culture wars where we used to have entertainers and artists and writers um, and and even even sports figures. They would fight those culture wars, and our pol and our politicians would stay out of it. And I really think it's crucial at times where we don't have a political uh, litmus test. Um, where we, they need to really, you know, litigate the business of our country. And we'll talk later about the debt ceiling. But, you know, some of those things are more important than us trying to fight culture wars politically. And, and you know, in, Ducey's one of those culture warriors. And that's really what it is. And I think we need to just keep this amongst us people and against those people that are supposed to influence culture again artists writers sports people those kinds of folks and in 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 politicians should stay out of it again i've been on my soapbox long enough so i'm going to turn the floor over to you
1: well i everything you said was spot on and i i should correct myself on something the way i some of my first comments said that on this made it sound like the factory's already there it's not going to open up till 2023 so I'm, I'm sorry about any confusion, I, I, but my comment about Nike and the wages in general, I, I think, stands. Um, this would, you know, once this is built, once it's running, it's it's going to be a, a really, you know, a big deal, uh, you know, for the area, for the area, it's Goodyear, right, where they're going to have right. this. I, I, and why on earth, again, Ducey would want to ruin that over what is a temporary flap. I, I really, it's just, it, I, I'm, I'm just mystified about it because this is a guy normally, your criticisms aside on him and they're, I'm not saying they're not valid, normally is smarter than this. So hopefully he's learned from it and understands not to interject himself into this kind of silly stuff. He doesn't need to do this. So, you know, for the next few years, he's governor of Arizona. What he decides to do in the future, you know, that remains to be seen. Um, yeah, maybe like, you can go
0: back to Coldstone Creamery for any of you who have a Coldstone <laughs> Creamery where you are. He, he was their first CEO and champion. Yes, yes,
1: that's
0: correct. All right, let's um, let's quickly move on to um, what happened this week with uh, Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein. I don't wanna, Again, it's another one. I don't know. You know, I know that that Mueller likes. Uh, you know, Robert Mueller likes Mueller. Um, but who, you know, who knows? Um, you know, whatever they really like is what I want to say um but you know this is this is one of those things that was like it seemed like he was uh fell out of an airplane in 2001 but it took him 18 years to hit the ground um and and uh and now he's in jail um obviously anybody who preys on 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 younger folks um or anyone really um but especially uh, those younger when they don't even have an ability really to kind of you know they haven't built up the knowledge of 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 what they can do you know and at the same time i um you know we've had another um important sentencing here which happened to happen you know go on in goodyear arizona where we had a school teacher who um you know a 28 year old school teacher here in arizona who got sentenced to 20 years for having sex in a classroom with a 13 year old boy um and, you know, we, so we know it happens. We know these things go on where there's, you know, uh, grown-ups I think, who, who really take care, uh, take advantage of younger folks. And it's, um, it's, it's, I, you know, I think it's really horrible. Um, you know, you know, we talked about the Me Too movement many times and, and, you know, we can kind of debate that back and forth, but when you're talking minors and adults, it really takes on a different level, but what happened, um, and then now Alexander Acosta finally has is is gone. Um, it's really influenced the Trump campaign. There's been a lot of other things going on. Um, you know, it and and when you have 500 million dollars or more, um, it really becomes a different level. Again, we had a teacher, a school teacher here, probably did it, you know, once, maybe twice. People find out about it. She ends up going to jail for 20 years. Um, you have a millionaire billionaire. Um, it takes him 18 years from the first time that he gets in trouble to the time where he's actually in jail. it's It's really almost you know there if, if there's ever a way to kind of show the injustice that might have happened because of his wealth or power, it's it's really paralleling those two cases. Um, but you know wh- where do you feel with Epstein and, and and what the difference is between, you know we know that this stuff is probably going on all around the country with, you know, wealthy people, non wealthy people, um, you know. But he's dominating headlines. You know, you can go to, you know, it's 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 on the front page of newspapers. It's on the top of 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 many websites. And and why is is his case more important? Is it the political connections? Is it is is it the time between? Um, or 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 is it something else?
1: Well, <clears throat> you you just touched on a few very important points about what makes this case so shocking and disgusting and outrageous namely the political connections starting Mm -hmm. with the man who trump just threw under the bus right you know not that you have an ounce of ounce of sympathy for alexander acosta who's every bit as sleaze bag it seems uh, you know i don't want to say in terms of personal behavior but in just in terms of what he'll tolerate uh By the one who supervised this deal in the first place, then turned around in this miserable press conference the other day, tried to throw another prosecutor under the bus, Barry Prischer, who then, you know, piped right up, right up and said, "No, that's not what happened, and Acosta's not telling the truth." Um, you know, I think I think, it, frankly the the press conference was just an audition for Trump to kind of keep his job, yeah. he failed at it. And another reason I think Trump was willing to let him go, despite what he may know about this, is because the longer a coast is stuck around, the more suspicion around Trump Mm -hmm. there would be. And I I just find it very interesting in terms of some, you know, the political figures around this. It's not just Trump. It might be former President Bill Clinton. Uh, It could be Alan Dershowitz, who, by the way, Harvard just cut ties with because of his own, you know, very creepy alleged behavior.
2: Yep.
1: I do find it interesting, though, that the GOP, neither the GOP nor Trump right now, is mentioning Bill Clinton very much. And to me, it's the same reason why Trump cut a costa loose, because, you know, the more that, say, Bill Clinton's name is mentioned here, and if there is any real desire to go after him, if if these allegations are true, and I'll be the first to say, by all means, if Bill Clinton did anything inappropriate, oh, yeah with an underage person, throw the book at him, and then some. He'll deserve it. Although I will say to Trump supporters, if that happens, make no mistake. The the pressure to hold your boy accountable will grow 10 million fold. Right, right. And so that's another reason, right now, right now, why you know neither Trump nor his enablers in in, in the media are doing much about that yeah, because they know where that's going to lead. Right. They and know the domino effect that that's going to start.
0: Yeah, and there was the <laughs> the, the little story that had come out: uh, uh, Epstein and and Trump and twenty eight girls at, at at Mar-a-Lago, I think, and right, and in right in, in two thousand three. There haven't been those connections between Clinton and him. Um, as of yet, but I'm, you know, I mean, that's one example of what you're talking about here. There's obviously these, as long as Acosta's there, these, these, um, you know, more will come out and maybe they can have this go away um, by Acosta going away. Do you really think that's possible? Or, you know, if, 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 you know, if if the story of, if the story of, of Trump and Epstein at, at, you know, in 28 girls at Mar-a-Lago is true, you know, does he survive that?
1: Well, look, Donald Trump is a scumbag. Everybody knows that, and frankly, <laughs> I think even a lot of his base knows <laughs> this, exactly. but they don't care. <laughs> exactly. uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. But, and, but again, it's it's the entire Michelle Goldberg, who's a very very smart columnist for the New York Times. You know, has a great art, has a great piece that came out on the 11th, and the headline is "Epstein: The Ultimate Symbol of Plutocratic Rot." Right. I would advise everyone to seek this article out. It is just incredibly and brilliantly sums up why a monster like this was able to get away with what he did. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I could read you the whole thing because every single paragraph hits home. But at the end of it, you know, she she writes, uh, she ties this into the fact that photos of young women were found in Epstein's safe. And, and by the way, who keeps something like that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, you know, yeah. You, this is how sick this guy is, yeah, but yeah. the last paragraph of this starts, and it's she's actually quoting Vicki Ward, who wrote an expose early on about Epstein, which Vanity Fair spiked, you know, to, to Vanity Fair, the editor at that time, Graydon Cardin's very bad judgment. But, you know, the quote is from Ward, In my mind, there's always been this huge question mark. What is Jeffrey Epstein's leverage, Ward said. And then Goldberg writes, if we find out, we'll know just how rotten our rulers really are. Um, And and it's not just the people we've mentioned, it's also the, the Manhattan district attorney Cyrus Vance, who, frankly, I really hope New Yorkers throw him out, but good next time, because this guy, he's let so many prominent people off when there was absolutely no reason to, including my we, add, my we add Trump's daughter, Ivanka, and her husband, Jared Kushner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was also another one who asked a judge to downgrade Epstein's sex offender status from level three to level one, which is the least the John, you know, the judge at this time said, I'm a little overwhelmed because i have never seen a prosecutor's office do anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, and, and, you know, just go back to Clinton. And, I, again, we don't know if President Clinton did anything wrong or not. But it should be noted, one of the people that helped Epstein get girls, her name is, uh, and I'm going to probably botch this, Ghislaine or Ghislani Maxwell, who's a British woman. Now, she attended Chelsea Clinton's wedding in 2010. And again, in fairness to Chelsea Clinton or the Clinton family, they may not have known anything about this, you know, this other woman's really sick activities. So, but-
0: Yeah, you know, it's-
1: It's, 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 it's this is just extraordinarily troubling. And But I will say what I find interesting are people warning Democrats, well, don't make too big of a deal of this because, you know, this could implicate some of you. But, you know, i had all kinds of social media forums from prominent Democrats. In other words, you know what? Let the chips fall where they may. Oh,
0: yeah, damn the torpedoes. We need to hold
1: every last one of these people accountable. I don't care what side they're on.
0: Yeah. Damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. I think we'd say the same thing exactly. about impeachment. But, you know, when you're dealing with, um, you know, I mean, I I, I I only hesitate to call it pedophilia just because I kind of reserve that for the sickest of the sick, which is people that get sexually off on, like, infants. Um, but it, you know, I guess technically it is, um, you know, but, you know, when it goes to the other level, I think, you know, and the, the hard thing, you know, people who have, you know, where they're guilty by, you know, association, guilt by association here, um, you know, there's no scarlet letter for, you know, for any of these folks and, you know, it's really hard, I think, to a certain level, you know, who knows what, um, you know, I guess... When you're, you know you're talking about bill clinton or some others who should have basically an investigative staff checking out everybody who you end up getting close to at all because it is that crucial but i just mean the other elites um it, at, at at you know either in florida or the virgin islands or in new york city how do you really determine and know what what somebody else is doing unless you're getting it through you know uh hearsay um, you know, so it, 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 it always becomes a problem, um, but that's why you don't let these people off. You know, that's probably, you know, that's part of it too. Um, you know, that's why you don't allow, um, you know, him to just get a basically a slap on the wrist and then he just ends up continuing this behavior for years and years and years. Um, you know, put him on probation, um, you know, make him go to jail, um, you know, fine him so much that he doesn't have the money to do this anymore. Um, but you got to do something, um, you know, and, and you know, before we continue to belabor it. But again, I think, you know, the most important thing to talk about or to think about with this is, you know, this is not a one off um, and it's not just the way that it's done. And, and uh, you know, it's 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 going to continue. Um, and I just don't want everybody to, you know, focus too much because I really, you know, on this one individual, because there's so much. That everybody needs to do, I think, and we need to, you know, stay on top of these things everywhere. Because the most important thing is when these guys end up getting, in front of any sort of prosecutor, it should be, you know, the equivalent of a scarlet letter needs to be put on them. Whether it ends up being severe jail time or or and or fines that that keep them from from being able to do this again. You know, you go back to the um, Zamora case here in Arizona. I mean, this lady's never going to teach again. She's not going to be around children. Um, she's got the scarlet letter at least on her record, so she can't go and be a teacher anymore. But you know, the first Nor time, she. right? But um, but you know, my point though is the first time she got caught, she's doing twenty years, and you have this guy who, because of his political contacts and his money, um, was able to do it for another eighteen plus. So you know, I, right?
1: And and absolutely.
0: You know, and, you know, it just um, has to, you know, one it's hard enough to find these folks um, because, you know, again, you know, whatever. I don't know what goes on in the rest of it, but, you know, you're able to find it. You have willing uh, accomplices who are helping you, uh, you know, do this when you're to the level that he was at. And, and you know, we need to make it more so that it's on the other side, like uh, with Zamora, where she's going to jail for 20 years. That needs to happen the first time for all these people, no matter how politically absolutely. connected or rich they are.
1: Absolutely. And I just also want to say a million props to Julie K. Brown, the incredibly fearless, brilliant Miami, Miami Herald reporter who brought all of this back into uh, into the light. This woman deserves every journalism award on the earth for what she has done. Uh, and and you know god bless her a million times over
0: and 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 her editors for not saying i need three stories yeah. a day and i don't care
1: bingo because <laughs> we've all been all, there the victims <laughs> yeah, the, above all the young women who have been brave enough to come forward and share their stories and i and, can and, only wish all of them peace and a happy much better life and justice because and they all deserve
0: it. You know, let's let's jump on to our next topic, but the last little bit I want to get in, and of course I'll, I'll allow you to respond if you want, but also, you know, um, for any of those, you know, because we know that there was lots of, of, of uh, young ladies or girls or whatever you want to call them who had to go through this, and the ones that took the money and thought that it was a good idea, uh, you're helping uh, f- uh, fuel these kinds of things too. So um, don't do that either. Please, um, because there's other people out there who are becoming victims and don't want to be. Um, let's turn to Trump Org, and or and or you can respond to what I just said, but uh, the Trump uh, Org isn't going to face charges. I would
1: have a lot to say. On, yeah, sorry, John. I have a lot to say on that. But let's
0: let's no, go move ahead. On. I mean, uh, hey, we don't need to slow down. We can just strip the skip the Trump Org because I don't really, you know, whatever.
1: Well, I, you know, I I do think we need to talk about the fact that. You know, according to a CNN article that uh, basically it's saying that prosecutors are likely, unlikely to charge the Trump organization executives with anything. You know, they're they're wrapping up their investigation. And now this is now CNN is, is quoting people. They're not going on record, but it says federal prosecutors in New York have examined whether the company officials broke the law, including the efforts to reimburse, you know, Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, for hush money payments. You know, Trump made to women who alleged they'd had affairs with them. You know, and frankly, you've got to pay them for showing such bad taste, I guess. Uh, but, you know, the investigation's kind of slowed down in the last few weeks. And, and now this news is coming out that, you know, the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office isn't going to, uh, you know, charge them with anything. Um, you yeah, know, that, that gets your antenna up right away because it just seems like if, if they didn't have any case against the Trump organization to begin with, why did they even start it? That, that's an odd, you know, that's one main question. But number two, why now do they decide there's no reason to charge them? Have they just found there's absolutely no evidence, uh, even though I think we've all seen stories over the last few years, that clearly there seems to be wrongdoing there? Um, you've got to wonder if William Barr's fingerprints are not all over this. I I can't help but think, unless I'm proven wrong otherwise, that that's the case.
2: Yeah, and Because
1: this is Trump's right war right, right, and this is why Trump keeps Barr on, because he is willing to completely prostitute himself and sell his soul to help this guy.
0: And uh, in uh-huh. the CNN um, article on it, um, their reporting says, that uh and and i and i will just read it verbatim uh and it says quote in january one month after cohen was sentenced to three years in prison prosecutors requested interviews with executives at the company cnn reported but prosecutors never followed up on their initial request people familiar with the matter said and the interviews never took place so uh, like you said they just said, okay, can you talk to us? Nobody said anything. And then they just said, okay, we're not going to do anything because you're not going to talk to us. So I think it, you know, I guess that point to me um, supports your argument that it seems like either the uh, Manhattan uh, federal, uh, you know, the Southern District of New York uh, office chief uh, didn't want to do it because we know that he's a friend of Trump as well. Um, why, you know, Preparara is gone. Um uh in, to, to, in order to get a, a, a you know someone friendly to Trump in there or it's bar um, so you know because it was in January but they obviously um, made a request and it seems like they just didn't do anything about it um, so you know if you know for you know for what it is we know that it would probably be a slap in the wrist um, you know for political finance but um, it does seem like either corruption or uh, willful neglect um, or you know it, you know, there's something going on behind when you need to do an interview, and you just figure I'm not going to do it because they don't reply.
1: Right. I mean, this is just yet another example of, and it's maybe a different topic, but you know, it's the example of the plutocratic rot that Michelle Goldberg writes about—just people who need to be held accountable and are getting away with it. Um, and, and frankly, unless, you know, again, I, and I realize you can't vote people in the. U.S. Attorney's Office out because they're they're not up for election, but you certainly can vote out the people that are placing them in these positions. Yet another main reason for everyone to show up next year, not only to vote Trump out of office, but to start to hold accountable those who covered up for him and to also get start getting real judicial reform so scum like Epstein don't get away with violating girls and people like the Trumps don't get away with just spitting in our faces all the time and breaking every law known to humankind.
0: Hallelujah to that. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else that we want to talk about with the Trump org and this thing, or or can we move on to it? I,
1: I I think until more details leak out about this, which is how they're going to happen because, uh, you know, no one's going to go public, or or unless the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office really explains itself, and I'm waiting to read or hear that. Um, the, the just the, the constant tornado of suspicion around Trump and his family is there for a reason, and it's their own fault.
0: Yep. Uh, obviously, there was some there was something that went on there, whether they want to prosecute it or not. Um, uh, l- l- finally, let's move um, for our last little, at least our brief talk. Um, lately, uh, Area 51 has been in the news uh, because I guess there's a satirical Facebook page that's uh, that has about 500,000 signups that they want to storm Area 51, um, and I think it kind of ties into. And if it, you know, it's it seems obvious to me that the. Bob Lazar documentary, um, that, that, came out, uh, I guess last year, the fact that he appeared on the Joe Rogan podcast, which is probably as impactful to the current generation as, uh, um, uh, Cronkite was, um, in the sixties. It seems like, you know, whether that's just a little laughable, but it is, um, that's it's why sad, it's you is know what it it, is. yeah it does seem like it's um that's the why it it is really back in the consciousness and why so many people are interested in it, um you know we can talk about the guy from Blink One Eighty Two and whatever he's doing, um but I think the Area Fifty One is directly related to that, um you know you uh, grew up in Las Vegas, um I'm sure you understand about Area Fifty One, you know on Independence Day we showed my son. The movie independence day and i was i think it was funny to find out that in that movie which is still in 97 they were laughing and saying oh area 51 doesn't exist and then you have to really realize that it was only about 20 years ago that the government actually admitted that area 51 existed um all that time although people could see it and they knew that it was there they would still deny it um you know but again so you remember it uh you grew up in las vegas what's your feeling on all this
1: Again, it's just one of these stories that pops up where you you have to chuckle about it, but it's it's not really funny to me <laughs> to be honest um, i I just think you know again these people I would just suggest if they're interested in activism, there are much better things to be concerned about
0: yeah, you know, and it comes down to the general I guess feeling i I agree with you hundred percent. Um, you know, when I'd go to a Comic-Con or do something else, and you find all these people that know more about Starfleet than they do their own government. And, you know, it's, I think it's the, it's the uh, silliness of, of U.S. culture. Um, but at the same time, we know that there's, you know, you know top secret stuff. And I think the biggest, the biggest uh, uh, driver for people wanting to know something is when they know that there's a secret going on, and they want to know what the answers are. Um, And, you know, SR-71, I guess, is the biggest, you know, the biggest example of what um, was developed there in the 60s um, was that top secret spy plane. The stealth bomber, the stealth fighter uh, did a lot of their test flights there. Um, Skunk Works uh, for Lockheed is in uh, Southern California. Um, It's kind of hard to do anything uh, secretly there. So they would, you know, you know, ship that stuff up uh, to Groom Lake where they would fly it, which is Area 51 for those who don't know, mm-hmm. Green Lake is Area 51, very close to where they did a lot of the uh, nuclear bomb testing. Um, you know, but the whole thing with Bob Lazar, I think, and Joe Rogan is is part of it. You know, Lazar has always been, I think, one of the more, more credible, um, um, you know, I guess, you know, folks to come out, um, you know, whether you believe it or not, and who knows, you know, it's like everything else, You know, when I see it exactly, then I believe everything 100% when I can see it and touch it and smell it, Um, you know, but at the same time, um, you know, there is, I I really think that there's something to that whole, where it's coming back up again, and I think that, you know, what he was saying on Rogan um, really, um, you know, struck a chord with people, and it's like back into 1989, again, we're talking 30 years ago, that Bob Lazar came out and said the same story has nothing to add to it. Cause he says he hasn't really learned anything since. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's, it's almost like a flashback to me because I'm the age that I am. But I guess if, if, if I didn't know what I knew or went through it in the late eighties, early nineties, I might be like, Oh my God, I never heard of this before if I was a millennial or somebody else. Um, but it, it, it ends up being compelling again. Um, so, you know, I, I I guess that's why it it, it fits in our political profundity, because it goes into, hey, pay attention for real politics, just like you said, (laughs) Um, you know, instead of instead of some of this other stuff, because no matter what is really going on out there, um, the stuff that happens to us day to day is really more important. And again, you know, what Lazar says is not really at Area 51, it's S4. um, And, you know, and who knows uh, from there. But again, um, I used to do a lot of late-night driving, so I'd always listen to um, Art Bell, on, <laughs> Art on, Bell. <laughs> on, on on Coast to Coast. Yeah, so, me,
1: uh, You know, John, let me say, I believe the universe is infinite. Is there a chance, certainly, that out there is a galaxy with a solar system that would have a planet or two that might indeed have intelligent life on it? Sure. Absolutely. Right. Yeah,
0: there's life in the um, universe for I mean,
1: sure. Yeah, of course there are. Will we ever encounter these beings? And right. hopefully if Who we knows. do... By some miracle, they are peaceful and, and intelligent and and just want to hang out <laughs> great. Uh, I I simply do not believe there's any real evidence that an extraterrestrial being has ever visited this planet. Yeah, and or perhaps they did millions of years ago and thought, yeah, you know, the place isn't ready yet. We'll come back later. I mean, I'm, I'm being flippant here. Right, I just, right. I have never bought into all the crazy theories about Area 51 or any of that. Yeah. Um again i believe out there in the universe somewhere there is intelligent life
0: oh even intelligent life oh yeah 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 yeah, you know i'm 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 100 sure that there's life um i'm not even sure if it's intelligent but um you know it's it's just very interesting and uh, again um i think uh you know you know, Lazar being so, I guess, uh, steadfast and not really changing and not really making much out of it and just being persecuted for 30 years, it, it lends credibility to people. And I think that they don't really know. Right. And, and and you know, I think that's the hard part about it. Uh, most of these other folks that come out, you know, they have different things. He's actually said he's been in one. Um, but who knows? Again, no evidence ever. Uh, that's pretty difficult. Um, so... Uh, anyway, let's move on so we can get on to more important topics. but uh, and and really, what was important was, I think you know, Mike Pence going to these detention centers was hugely important. Um I think the protests were hugely important. I think it really showed and and I guess the the protests weren't just about the detention centers. it was about the roundup that they were trying to get to. Um, but you know, one 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 begets the other. Um, and so that's it's, it's really the same mm-hmm. topic. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was interesting that, you know, he went to the nice one first, said, oh, it's what everybody could be proud of. That dominated the headlines for like an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then he went to the male one or the one that, you know, they couldn't show bad you know, the, or that they couldn't hide the uh, horrible conditions. Um, and then, you know, I think the biggest problem with what, what, what Pence and the GOP are doing is they really do have the gall to, to blame Congress and specifically Democrats uh, for this, saying, well, we should be able to lock up as many people as we want, and the fact that you're not funding it is making this go on. And we know that the decision by other presidents at other times would be, well, we don't have the money to do this humanely, so let's not do it. And the decision that, that the Trump administration has made is, well, we want to do it anyway, and then when it's not done right, we're going to blame them for not giving us the money um and you know that's really again the power of the purse of congress means if you don't have the money to do this then you shouldn't do it and it's either the lack of governance or the bold-faced uh courage i guess to go ahead and say well then we're going to do whatever the hell we want and when we can't do it successfully we're going to blame you for it i think just shows the ineptitude of this administration
1: oh that's for sure i you know, you saw these images yesterday of Pence with all his GOP Senate babysitters and, you know, main Trump prostitutes, including Lindsey Graham. I And I you can't mean even that figuratively, right? Must,
0: you know, you call right. them prostitutes, I guess, right? I mean, with Trump, you have to that's, s- well, specify. I'm it. sorry,
1: but that's what they are. That's exactly <laughs> what they are. I I just can't even what imagine what John McCain would think of this if he could see it, and perhaps somewhere in the great beyond he can. Um it, it just, it's just – and John McCain would not take part in something like this. Right. Uh, you know, neither would other great Republican senators. Well, but he agreed with everything they did or not, like Barry Goldwater or sure. or William Proxmire, some names I'm mentioning that may not mean much, or, or a few others I could mention. They would never be okay with this because they had actual principles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, you've got to – I just – Did did the Trump administration do this thinking somehow Pence being there would be a way to get more people to be okay with this? Because I hate to break it to them. Pence is no more popular than Trump is. Uh, In fact, I'd say to probably some degree he's even maybe more disliked. Because this is somebody who actually seems to know better, but is happy to sell his soul for power. And that's that. Um, You know, you could just tell how uncomfortable he looked. I'm sorry
0: I said mommy doesn't like that sorry
1: well <laughs> I noticed Karen Pence was not there and I suppose you know maybe she wanted nothing to do with this um, but you, you just saw and, and they barely spent any time there they went they looked they crinkled their noses and they turned away I didn't see any footage of any of them asking to speak to the men being detained there right. now there are some reports that they'd gone to another facility where there were younger people Okay, fine, it still doesn't make any of this right. Again, we've talked about this quite a bit on this podcast. People have the legal right to seek asylum. It does not mean they're going to be granted it. And I will say this, if they are lying about their situation, they shouldn't be granted it. But that still does not excuse or justify what this administration is doing. And mainly, it is out of cruelty And it's basically Trump communicating to his base, I hate these people as much as you do. I will harm them because that's what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. That's basically what we're talking about here. And again, nobody has said that the Trump administration is to blame, per se, for everybody coming up and seeking asylum. No, that's not it. The the situation in Central America has been a, a mess for decades. You can argue that other presidents probably didn't do enough to maybe stop it. Although at the end of the day, I would say to anybody, there's only so much interference you can do in another country and only so much money that can be spent. If you've right. got, there's gonna to have to be at the end of the day, a real genuine effort by those countries leaders to really try to change things for the better for the people of the country. Obviously we, and I, you know, that the governments of El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras, they failed at that. Yep. But unfortunately, a lot of their institutions were destroyed from decades of civil war that sadly our government you know, again, this is the hard truth. Our government, you know, helped fund these things without any real understanding of the consequences. Well the consequences are here now. And it's okay, but you still what Trump is doing is cruelty. And that's there's a reason for that to keep his face happy, so they'll show up for him next year, so hopefully he wins just enough of the electoral college states that he did last time to stay in office. That's basically it. And I, I just don't think, I think the visit yesterday by Pence and the Republicans, it did them no favors. It's not going to make people any more supportive of this. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it, 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 it does, to a certain level, though, what the American public and a lot of voters did on Friday, uh, made it clear that no matter what is done, we they want the United States government to do this correctly. And I don't think that people are automatically saying, you know, I don't think they're taking any other stand than that. I mean, we, there's a lot of uh, arguments over that, you know, abolish ICE and we, you know, that's a whole different discussion for a different day, whether you need uh, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement within the Department of Homeland Security um, and how that whole thing works. Um, you know, I think the reaction in what how George Bush reinvented government um, hasn't ever been tweaked, and maybe it wasn't the right way to go. And who knows? We need to look at those things, and I think that that's 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 something else that needs to be discussed. Um, and I, you know, it was one thing that Obama didn't really look at, but at the same time, he didn't really take it to a different level where we could basically have these these armed troops going in and grabbing folks. Um, but it's 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 obviously a a. A, a hot button issue and that people actually took to the streets to to um, you know ban- or to to protest these roundups that they were going to do um, because where do we think all these people were going to go um, they're not just going to be all put into buses and taken to the border and dropped off they're all going to go into detention centers at least for the time being because you need a a better way to get them out of the country and it needs to be if if you're really going to deport them, you can't just do it in that you're dumping them there in in hundreds of thousands. Right. Um, so they're going to end up going to right. some sort of detention center. Um, you know, one of the things we hadn't even talked about is John Kelly's uh, how he is so tied in with these private companies that are that are really running a lot of these places. Um, it does seem like it's it's just another way to make a lot of money. I know one of our next topics here is the debt ceiling, but um, the. The fact that so many people took to the street, kind of talked to what we had talked about, um, you know, several times on this podcast, that uh, no matter what, uh, people are going to take to the streets when there's mass deportations. And, it's, and, and, and if it's even clearer, because that's part of the reason, if there wasn't this whole migrant um, uh, detention center issue... They wouldn't have drove it wouldn't have drove so many people out for the roundup issue. I think it was a it was a multiple protest, no matter what anybody's saying. and And it's really kind of talking about we need to figure out immigration. And we know that it it's been there. but the you know Trump won't leave from one area and he can't reconcile it with his base because if he makes any sort of compromise his base won't support him anymore and 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 that's really the the situation that we're in people say hey we need to work on this we need to find a way to deal with this issue but trump can't make a deal um it's 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 get all illegal immigrants out and especially those who speak spanish because those are the ones that those that his base really care about getting out of the country um, or nothing, and and that's really where we are. So to kind of blame Democrats or 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 blame even the GOP at this point, because I, I you know I think there is a, a, a probably a deal to be made, but they're not able to make that deal because Trump won't sign it because he loses his base and he loses for sure in 2020 if he takes one. Do you see it that mm-hmm. way?
1: Oh, I know. I agree with you completely. Again, Donald look, Donald Trump is not a serious person. Any way, shape, or form. He's an incompetent buffoon with a malevolent streak who got into this job most likely by illegitimate means. Uh, you know, we, we're probably stuck with him until January 2021, although we're going to talk about what may be happening in the next six months uh, shortly. But he, you know, he does not care about doing the right thing. This is not, this isn't even George W. Bush, a man who, and I've talked about this before many times, had a damn good idea for dealing with undocumented
2: people right, right, right.
1: back in 2005-2006. I thought, this is the best thing you've even proposed in your presidency, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and his own party wasn't interested. And that's really a shame, because I think that would have been an excellent first step to helping people come out of the shadows and have a legitimate, real chance to become citizens of this country if they were law-abiding. It doesn't matter now, you know, George W. Bush for all his flaws at least could be a, you know, reasonable human being. Donald Trump isn't even that. So, you know, we should expect no real efforts on on this administration's part to do a damn thing to fix this or even begin trying to maybe ease some of the problems. Mm -hmm. This is all, again, everything Trump is doing is to basically save his fat rear end from being indicted once he gets out of office. I'm sorry to have to put it in those terms, but that's what this is. Um. And he may fail next year, let's all hope he does, but, you know, maybe if we had a decent Republican, even somebody like, say, Jeb Bush, you know, might be taking a really serious attempt to modify our immigration laws, or find more humane ways to deal with the migrant crisis, even if they didn't please everyone. Um... But that's, that's not where we are right now, with an administration that enjoys harming people, a base that gets off on it, and absolutely nobody in that administration having the real courage to do anything to stop it.
0: Uh, goodness, I wish I had
1: something more positive say, to say on it. No,
0: I don't. It was just,
1: it was sickening beyond belief to see these photos. Mike Pence is, you know, history is not going to be kind to him either. And I, I just want to say something that has nothing to do, per se, with yesterday. We all heard about a week and a half, a week ago, that his flight was turned around from New Hampshire. He was supposed to speak there, and then he came back quickly to the White House. There's never, unless you have seen it, John, no, I haven't I... seen any explanation for that. No. Now, of course, the weird backstory is that there was some noise coming from Trump or somebody within his inner circle about replacing Pence as the VP and, and putting Nikki Haley... In. Now, again, this could be all complete lunacy, but I just—I would like to, if I had a chance to talk to Mike Pence, I'd say, "Is it really worth it for you to whore yourself for this guy?" Sure, doesn't seem like it.
0: No, um, you know, I do want to say though, you know—the at least I got a, a, a slight smile um, when you were talking because um, when you referenced um, his fat rear end, that was—I don't know—it just. Made me laugh. I, I don't mean to make
1: anybody lose their lunch. I'm sorry about that. It's, Donald Trump is not an attractive person to look at. Uh, that's for damn sure. I don't
0: know. Melania thinks so, right? Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um. yeah.
1: Don't even get me started on that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, let's let's uh, move on, if that's okay, Karen. We uh, do I got your uh, seal of approval and move on to the our, to our other sad topic of the day, the debt ceiling. Hmm. Um. So. Here we go with um, Steve Mnuchin says I warned Pelosi that we need to do something before Congress leaves on their uh, on their <laughs> on their vacation in August because we're probably going to be out of money in September. Um, so here we go. Um, I think you know the biggest thing is. I don't, you know, we've been around. Um, you know, I, I guess the first uh, pr- presidential campaign I voted in was '88 because that's when I became eligible. Um, it's, you know, you, we have Republicans all the time saying that they're fiscally responsible, and anytime there's a Democrat in office, they harass them and say they spend too much money. Every time um, a Republican gets into office, they end up spending more money than's ever been spent before. Um, Take, for example, the 2019 budget, a record $4.746 trillion, um, up from 2016, which was Obama's last, um, and it was $3.8 trillion. So we're almost talking about a whole trillion dollars more that has gone up since Trump took office. Um, And revenue um, in the last year of Obama was 3.268 trillion. Um, and revenue, uh, this in 2019 is estimated to be 3.46 trillion. Although we don't really know exactly whether it's there or not. And it might be lower, um, based upon what Mnuchin is saying now. Um, but they know that they're going to run out of money. what does this you know, really play into? I mean, it's one, the economy could fall apart if people don't do it, but at the same time, it does seem to me like uh, Pelosi and the Democrats are gonna stretch this out as long as they can to really make it um, abundantly clear that this is all up on um, the Republican uh, Congress that was here before uh, the Democrats took over, um, that made that tax cut um, that spent even more on the military, although we spend about six times more than any other country, um, that, you know, we don't really, and the, the you know, Republicans, when they take over, um, basically lie and don't ever follow up on actually cutting money. Um, and, and you know, because that's all they want to do. I mean, they do basically say that they're going to cut taxes. The, they just say they're going to pay for it with 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 spending cuts, which is 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 always a, the, you know always the lie. And we always and everybody knows that there has to be tax increases when Democrats come in because they have to finally get us on some stable footing. Um, but you know what Minuchin is saying and where we might end up being. Is, is, is really, you know, a sad thing for our country. I think we get to this point. We know that that talk of, 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 of budget deficits have been around for decades and it's still here and the lies keep going on and no one learns anything. It almost goes back to the Area 51. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to who's being elected instead of, you know, those things. We really need to care about what, that, that our individual tax cut matters nothing when we're gonna run out of money as a country your thoughts on that
1: well i I find it first of all i find it pretty ironic that steven mnuchin considering that he has completely been unwilling to cooperate with congress is having the nerve to lecture pelosi about anything and you've already mentioned it. Trump's administration has spent like a drunken sailor. We've spent $100 million alone shuffling him back and forth from, you know, his Euro trash resorts in Florida, New Jersey, and elsewhere, just so he can play golf. Uh, I, I get there. Look, the, the administration is a hypocrite, and that's all there is to it. Uh, one of the reasons we're running out of money is all the obscene overspending from this administration. It's the main reason. And until Mnuchin is willing to be honest about that, which well, you know, given the kind of character he is, I think is impossible. I I just don't see what can be done here. Um, I I suppose, you know, Congress can raise the debt ceiling. They may have to do that. But I, I just, to listen to anybody out of that gang whining about money you you have mm-hmm. to laugh about it yeah. because they are one of the reasons why we're dealing with this now
0: yeah and you know i think you know one of the interesting things is at least on the on 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 the stats um, that i have in front of me here is that in uh, 2019 um, income taxes made up 50% of the total receipts um, and in 2016 it only made 47% of the total receipts um, the big difference yeah. is is that they gave a huge corporate tax break. So corporate taxes is only 7% of the um, uh, federal government's revenue, where it was 9% um, in 2016, uh, before the tax deal, before the Republicans went in there and made their big change. Um, so the American people, mainly people that aren't in the top 1%, and corporations have been getting the break. And if we're nowhere, we're riding on this um, uh, stock market boom, a lot of it is because revenues are up because they didn't have to pay as much taxes. Um, So their bottom line is there, except for those people that only look at EBITDA, um, for those who, you know, it's earnings before interest taxes and amortization, which in the world of finance and CEOs, they look at only. But if they do look at the bottom line, at least good CEOs do. Um, because the tax bill is a big part of what they end up paying. Um, but that alone, I think, you know, we talk about record, record profits, um, the, 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 the cut down of what folks are being paid, the disparity between rich and poor. Um, and it's just gaining, and it's just been allowed to accelerate. And that's what really these symptoms are. And I think we need to understand this. Um, even the GOP doesn't want to do a one-year deal; they want to do a two-year deal on the budget. Um, and and you know we have to somehow you know get to some of these things in order for us to really realize what's gone wrong. And and again, stop paying attention to Area Fifty-One. Worry about these things because they're really important. Stop worrying about Starfleet. Stop worrying about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Xanos' snap. For criminy's sake, we have real things going on. In this country and and money's being taken out of your pocket um, you know and I'm talking to Joe Sixpack out here and the corporate uh, your corporate employer is getting a tax break and you don't know about it um, Donald Trump's base please listen to these things you don't understand you're being taken advantage of it's almost as bad as when I used to see those Viva Bush stickers um, for folks um, you know and they didn't understand that they were trying to do the same thing um, you know, really, you know, pile it on the back of the working people so that they can make a deal, um, you know, so they can get, you know, you know, corporate taxes, you know, cut or, or income taxes for the wealthy cut, uh, you know, fund managers and, and and real estate developers. And another reason why we need to see Trump's tax returns, because what he's proposing probably influenced him and gave him a lower tax rate. Um, you know, there's things going on here. And, and, and this is just a symptom. Um, People need to pay attention to what Mnuchin and and everyone else is doing, Uh, all the GOP senators are doing, because they're just helping, you know, those folks that are lying in their own pockets, and themselves too, because we know the Senate and most of the folks in Congress make enough money, you know, some people, you know, excluded, but we know that AOC is going to be a millionaire in the next two years, guaranteed, whether she stays in Congress or not. Um, becoming a politician guarantees that you're going to be a millionaire. If you write a book or you get on a corporate board or you do something else, this all matters to them. And, you know, us regular people, we need to understand it. You know, us journalists who make, you know, between a 30 and $120,000 a year. And we know that's on the low end, all the way to the top end. That's not us. Um, it's, it's really the rest of those folks. Okay, my soapbox. It's really it's starting no, to bend. Well, you
1: you 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 said a mouthful, and what you said was true. I, I just think your point about you know the wealth gap in this country, and the fact that Congress is a revolving door between public service and then making a killing in the private sector. You know, either through doing lobbying work or getting a Fox News or an MSNBC deal oh, right, or CNN right. or or having that book, um, which, I, you know, a book in itself is not a bad thing. No, um, I've read a lot of very good political books in my lifetime. Um, right,
0: right, right. But I just
1: unfortunately, Amer- Americans are going to have to continually demand reforms of Congress. And that's going to require their vigilance. I, I just you're not these people are not going to change things when it's this cushy for them. They're going to
0: have mm-hmm. to be forced to change it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 so, and 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 don't aren't aren't you know we have all these folks that are thinking about and and you know more power to everyone who's pushing for like the Green New Deal or anything else that we consider Im, you know important for our long term health. Um, but you know I think the law even it seems like there hasn't been that discussion among those that consider themselves Democrats or on the left, about this, this this growing spending, which we know that they haven't really had much to do with. There was, you know, we're, we, we had a government shutdown in order for them to have a budget deal. Um, there needed to be something else going on and everybody got distracted and we knew that, you know, Trump wouldn't sign it. Um, if we don't, if, 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 if the American people don't allow this to happen, um then you know it gives congress or someone else the ability to really rail against it um because there's a you know built-in argument here that there isn't that we're spending way too much money and it just hasn't been taken and that's even more you know short long term you know we're talking about a short-term goal you know we have to figure out a way to get our spending under control whether it's cutting military spending or other things because that's just what i go to first while like everything everybody else i think we want to make sure that we're not being attacked the amount that we spend and we've talked about it on this podcast plenty of times we did a specific podcast on military spending and we talked about how much we spend more than anybody else and there's not much that we have to worry about defending against um and 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 us just continually spending more and more dollars on these things and giving corporate tax cuts is just you know, where's where's the you know, balanced budget amendment come, you know, on on the uh, you know, from the Democrats, just like the Republicans tried to pass that when when Clinton was in office because it was something they can hammer him on because there was a debt and, and people saw it and, 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 the, and they related to it. It's another great way to also steal some of Trump's base from him, at least the weak part of the base. You know, the, uh, the 14% of those who are, are wishy-washy Republicans, not the, you know, 36% of his hardcore base. But you might actually be able to pull some of those away, talking about, you know, having a balanced budget amendment or, you know, uh, uh, limiting uh, national debt.
1: Right, I, you know, you you said this better than I could. I just it it's just laughable to hear anything coming from Stephen Mnuchin, like <laughs> everybody else in this train wreck of an administration. He has no credibility.
0: All right, so we but, know. You know that I, we're I, running, I
1: suppose. Go ahead.
0: No, well, we know we're running out of money, um, like most of America. <laughs> I think if we don't get paid next week, we're, we you know we're worried we're going to have to be shopping for refrigerator boxes. Um, you know, uh, you know, fully tongue in cheek. At least I hope um, I could probably find a. a you know, tarp somewhere I could live under. Um, but here we go back to politics. Um, the Mueller report comes out several months ago. Uh, the energy for impeachment probably at so far had reached its crescendo when Mueller, uh, testified, uh, or didn't testify, had his press conference. Um, all the polls said that that was the greatest time that people actually supported impeachment. um, he was supposed to show up on wednesday now we don't know what's going on um then there's been other discussion that maybe then impeachment was going to come because of it nadler um some others are really talking about with everything else that's going on we're going to go there um and it makes everything else that they want to do more uh, crucial um but it does seem like also again we talked about bar how he's interfering um impeachment for bar uh, maybe become you know be might also follow. Um, you know, where are you feeling about what's happened in the last, I guess, 48 hours? Because it seemed like it was a good week, week and a half. We were just waiting for Muller to show up um, until all of a sudden now there's a change. Maybe it's the threats made to his some of his deputies um, that were going to go behind closed doors. Um, you know, who knows what's really going to be there. Um, and then I guess the second part of my question to you is, is, does how much of this has to do with what hasn't been made available to Congress yet that is secret in the report? Because to me, that seems like everything that was going to be discussed by the deputies behind closed doors was going to be about all the other evidence that was collected and wasn't put in the report and that Congress is requesting. Uh, so I guess, you know, that's, that's my two-parter to you.
1: I I mean, I I definitely think you're onto something. Uh, Look, one question, one comment I want to make for starters, regarding this entire process and you're, we're hearing a lot right now about sort of interesting fighting within the democratic party. And I, I actually think that's kind of a good thing. It's important for, you know, democratic leaders to kind of hash stuff out before they're really going to go forward with this. I, and I understand to some degree Nancy Pelosi's strategy, although, as I said recently in another podcast, you know, there's a time limit here for her. So she's got to consider that. My question is, did anybody expect that impeaching Trump was going to be a cakewalk? Right. That there weren't going to be problems that, that figures institutionalists like Mueller, and that's not meant as an insult, were not going to have some concerns about going before a committee, especially one where you have people like Jim Jordan and oh, Louis Gohmert and Chris Collins, all of whom are part of the complete nutter lunatic fringe
2: right, of the right, GOP. You right, know,
1: right. I, mean, I can't, I can't blame the special counsel for not wanting to appear before these people. They're disgraceful. Right. But he has to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's a good point that hasn't really been made. Is that you know, I guess the insinuation was always that he didn't want to speak to. Yeah, democrats at least that's what people had said but there you know it's it's highly likely that he just didn't want to subject himself to the republican fringe as you just mentioned it's a good point that hasn't really been brought up i don't think
1: well and and no one's going to bring it up. mueller's team is not going to bring it up mueller's not going to say anything about it but all along from the get-go this was not going to be easy and it's not simply just because although i guess the latest poll shows overall of of those asked support impeaching Trump. That's still a pretty good number, but I suppose it's not the 50 or plus percent. The Democrats would need to say, ah, you see, a majority of the country is with us. But you've got someone who who doesn't have the the slightest respect for anything this country, that, that makes this country important. Doesn't regard the rules, doesn't obey them, and doesn't care. And that's Donald Trump. Uh, frankly, the only way he'd willingly leave office, I suppose, if the majority of the GOP turned on him, and they're not going to do that because they're too afraid of their own base.
0: Yeah, you know, and that forty-five so 45- percent. Yeah, and that forty-five percent number is is actually horrible for the president because you know, if you ask anybody, if that was asked at any time during George W. Bush, he never would have landed there. Obama, um, you know, even Clinton, he never would have landed there. And, and you know, the point I, I make before I turn it back over to you is when they're worried and say, well look what happened to Clinton in '98 um, that it, it it gave him energy but they' are two different people. What did Clinton do when he after he got impeached? he just went on with you know business as usual he stayed being president he didn't freak out he didn't start screaming at everybody maybe he had one or two you know where he had that press conference and he said I didn't have sexual relations with that Lewinsky woman um, or with that woman, Miss Lewinsky Trump wouldn't do that. He would kind of flip out. I mean, this is like you know, you're asking. It's like you're, you know, you're 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 taking the uh, inmate to the asylum, and and once he gets there, he's going to start acting like Teddy Roosevelt. He's going to go nuts. I mean, it it seems like it's two different people, two different situations. You don't have to worry about it giving more energy. His base already loves him.
1: Right. Look, and this is why another argument that oh, Trump wants to be impeached. No, he doesn't. He knows that that would that would absolutely stain him and damage him greatly going into 2020. He yeah and want the be only impeached. one
0: term president now, to be impeached, which might be well, his one in a million.
1: that, that right. And so I, I just I, I can't blame, frankly, and I have a lot of issues with how Pelosi in general has been handling Trump since the time she kicked his butt but during the government shutdown. That being said, I can understand why Democrats want to go completely by the book, oh yeah, and take this slowly. Sure, so when sure. and it does come down to the vote on impeachment, they can say we did everything to the letter of the law. Right. You got a problem with that? Then I suggest you change the laws. And the Republicans can't bitch about it. They still will, mm-hmm. yeah. but they they have to do this by the book. So if Trump is impeached, it's for the record. it's sound. And enough of the public understands why it had to happen.
0: And maybe they get but the again, first successful conviction on impeachment charges, too.
1: Well, possibly. I, with this it's Senate possible. Right now, I, I don't know. But it's, it's possible. It's possible, but a long shot. Sure, No, sure. I agree with you, John. It is possible. But the truth of the matter is, and again, Justin Amash, the now former Republican congressman, is now an independent from Michigan, and is, you know, the first one who came out on that side saying, it's time for Trump to be held accountable. This is enough but he's basically said most of the party hates his guts but again this is about being terrified of their own base and not putting the country's interests first what do you do about people like that there's there's not much you can no um i i, I just think look i think when Mueller testifies anybody expecting any sort of grand uh dun, 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 revelations from the sky you're not going to get those but what's going to be important is when he goes about explaining what is in the Mueller report for people who haven't read it, right. and that's another reason, might I add, that the, the 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 call for impeachment among the public isn't high enough. Most people haven't read this report; they really don't know anything about it. But if they're listening to him via TV, on the radio, or live streaming on social media or elsewhere, that's going to resonate. But I, you know, I I can't. None of us can guarantee what's going to happen that day, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, one way or the other, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to help Trump. It really isn't. I, I think the GOP somehow expects that this is all going to backfire greatly and make Trump look like a victim. No, no, I don't think so. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I would just say to the Democrats, you know, I appreciate and understand what you're doing, but remember, the clock is ticking here.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, it might be a very entertaining uh, holiday season, the way it's all shaping up. Um, let me ask you, um, then, from what, you know, what's your gut feeling? Because no one really knows for sure. Do we see uh, Robert Mueller this week? No. I, I, it's
1: been moved to the twenty. I mean, it, from what I understand, it's been moved to the 24th. Now, if, if by some chance Mueller changes his mind and says, hey, guess what? I want to take care of this now. Uh, yeah, look, we are we are really in unknown territory on so many levels. Again, for the reasons I've already said, we have somebody in the Oval Office who doesn't give a damn about doing the right thing
2: mm-hmm. and
1: spits on the Constitution every chance he has. We have a party that enables him, and we have some Democrats who, frankly, are too worried about their own elections in swing districts next year. Yeah, yeah. and And then we have, unfortunately, too many Americans, although I think there are probably more who are. You know, they're informed on this, but they're not the ones that pollsters are calling, who just don't seem to be that interested now. Now that could change. Um, And I think if once we see Mueller testifying, you're definitely going to have a lot of people paying attention. Does it mean you're going to have a crowd of millions in front of the White House demanding Trump be removed then and there? No. And that's not how it should happen. It has to happen through the proper impeachment process. So I'm just... I would just suggest to people tune out some of the naysaying and the fretting and the predictions because, you know, none of us knows exactly what's going to happen other than I will say this and stand by it. I, I just don't think this is going to help Trump.
0: Me either. Um, I, you know, I th- again, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. You know, we don't really know that, you uh, know, what's going to happen, but we know that impeachment will probably be um, – a negative loss, um, you know, a overall loss for Trump. Um, And, you know, who knows um, whether, you know, people have the guts to go there. Uh, Karen, I know that you always have the guts. You have the guts to talk to me on this podcast, (laughs) which is, you know, again, a pleasure for me. Um, I learn things and I, I, you know, I like to think that we're able to inform other folks, too. So um, thanks again for joining me, joining our listeners on this podcast today.
1: Well, thank you, and thank you very much to uh, you know to all the listeners. And uh, just to remind people, next week, next Sunday on the twentieth is the fiftieth anniversary of the moon landing by U.S. astronauts uh, Neil Armstrong, you know, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. And I think that's a wonderful reminder of this country's past. And when we do put our minds together, I'm sorry, I'm watching I'm this, when we put our minds to to it, this country can do anything.
2: Thank you. So Karen. even in
1: these very difficult times, thank you, but just, in even in these very difficult times, that's important to remember.
0: Well, this podcast maybe was one small step for man, and we can only hope it was a giant leap for mankind. Uh, but thanks again, Karen, as always, and we'll talk at everyone next time. Thank you.
1: Thank you.